Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It's hour two. It's a Monday. Live in Los Angeles, it's The Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Greg Olson, who was on the Cowboys-Eagles game, will be joining us in five minutes. It was, as advertised, a great game that came down to situational football, and that is not usually uh, what the Cowboys do really well, and it's what the Eagles do particularly well. So I thought it was a really... That game and the Texans Bucks, which most of the country did not see, were probably the games of the day. I think tonight's going to be a great one. I really do. I think the Chargers Jets are going to be wild card battling teams. It's going to be the offense for the Chargers, the defense for the Jets. I can't wait. Yeah, don't forget Vikings, Josh Dobbs, Falcons. That was a thriller. Uh, Josh Dobbs, wow, what a story. It was. All right, here we go. Uh, every Monday at this time throughout the year, Colin right, Colin wrong, fire away. Where Colin was right? Well, this, this may have been the most right I've ever been. About 10 minutes before they made the trade, I said, Minnesota, go get Josh Dobbs. Super bright kid. He'll figure out the playbook. Everybody will love him in the locker room. And you guys have a lot of offensive talent. And if you look at your schedule, you could start peeling off W's. Well, that's what happened. He, with 22 seconds left, Winning score, 31-28. A really smart kid who can access a playbook overnight, figure it out. We predicted it. We got lucky. It happened. Josh Dobbs. Where Colin was wrong. Josh McDaniels fizzled out again as a head coach. I just figured he had all the weapons. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, good left tackle, nice running back, like a good pass rusher. How, How can... Well, it's another New England failure. A lot of it is the players couldn't stand him. They didn't like him. And in the end, Antonio Pierce takes over, and that's probably as well as the Raiders have played in years. 
It's another gruff, walking on eggshells, New England assistant that has just not worked running his own campaign, and I was wrong. Where Colin was right? When the Bengals were struggling in September, I said, just, it'll be okay. Burrow's going to get healthy, and this team is going to be one, two, or three in the AFC, and here they are. Since Burrow got healthy and came back, since week five, 111 passer rating, 4-0, 76% completion percentage. Don't panic. It's what he does, and it's who he is. He's been banged up early in September last four years, but he is situationally Joe Montana. He's about as good situationally as any quarterback I've ever seen, and he did it again last night. Where Colin was wrong. I thought C.J. Stroud, Jared Goff was his comp, and I thought that's about it, but I don't see any juice. Lord, yesterday, five touchdowns, no picks, 470 yards. He throws such, watch these highlights. He throws such an accurate football. He's in so much control. There's his feet, his body, there's no panic. He takes time. And he's elevating a franchise, quite frankly, that's a bit of a mess. He's already beaten the Steelers. He's already beaten the Jags. So it's not like he's winning from the dregs of the NFL. C.J. Stroud has been remarkable. Where Colin was right? We warned you a month ago about the Miami Dolphins. We said, just slow down. They feel like fake Gucci loafers. They feel like the speedboat of the NFL built for September. I'm not sure about when the weather gets cold. So again, they beat up. They played downhill against bad teams. They're 6-0. Teams above 500. Look at what they average. 17 a game against the good teams. Almost 40 a game against the bad teams. And when they fell behind 21-0 to Kansas City, physically, coaching, personnel-wise, it was a clinic by the Chiefs. Where Colin was wrong. Well, I thought Lincoln Riley would be the savior of USC football, and Caleb Williams is still remarkable, but he built a weak staff. They had to fire their defensive coordinator. He refused to hire a special teams coach. What do they do well? And that's on Lincoln Riley. There's plenty of money there. It's a big brand. Um, He finally got rid of his ridiculous defensive coordinator. I've never seen a team out of position. It's one thing if they didn't have personnel. I'm not saying it's Georgia, but uh, this program right now is a mess. It is historically the worst defense in the history of the program, and there's very little disregard or urgency for defense, and that's where I'm wrong. Where Colin was right? I said about three or four weeks ago, keep your eye on the Ravens. That's the best team in pro football. They have housed good teams, Seattle and Detroit. Lamar Jackson with weapons, watch out. Uh, They've been my number one team in herd hierarchy, I think for three weeks, maybe a month. They lead the NFL in point differential. Now, Detroit and Seattle had to travel to Baltimore, and that's just one of the tougher places to play. But uh, love to see it. Um, It's always been a well-run, well-coached operation. Lamar has just taken the leadership role, finally with weapons, and they're taking over. Where Colin was right? I think I've been on Steve Sarkeesian Island by myself many times in my life, but Texas is back. I predicted they would narrowly beat Kansas State, but they would win. Yes, he gets pass happy. They threw 37 times. I wish he would run more. Sometimes situationally, they're a little hectic, but that win over Bama is looking better every week. They're 8-1 and now. Oklahoma's fallen off a cliff, so you don't have to worry about that rematch. 
Uh, Texas looks the part. They're physically imposing. They're doing this with a backup quarterback. Sark may not be perfect, but in terms of offense, play calling, and recruiting, and excitement, he creates dynamic teams. Right on that one. Where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. Well, everything was right with Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhart yesterday. A really fun broadcast. Greg now joining us live, Fox Sports. You know, I said Friday, I said, I think Dallas matches up well with Philadelphia. I just don't trust Dallas with three minutes to go. So as it was unraveling, you're sitting up in the booth. Explain to me, Dak's been in the league eight years. McCarthy, 17. Isn't it fair for me to say, Greg... They got to be better on those last drives, don't they? Yeah, and, and I don't even know if it was – first off, I, I thought Dak was excellent Yes, pretty much the entire game. I mean, I, I thought he played really well. I mean, he was clean, no turnovers. I, I thought Dak was excellent, as was obviously Jalen Hurts. But in regards, we, we said it. They got the ball with like 447, 448, or something like that, just under five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, down by five. He had failed on the two-point conversion, stepped out of bounds by six inches. We, we said on the broadcast, you have to be careful, right? You don't want to say, okay, this is the game-winning drive. Go slow and get one shot at it, knowing you need a touchdown. You got all three timeouts. You're going to save those for defense. But you want to make sure that you go up-tempo now. Go two-minute and say, okay, if I don't score on this possession, I got three timeouts. You know Philly, for the most part, is going to try to run the clock, get the, get the, get the game at least under the two-minute and make you waste all your timeouts. And then if you do get the ball back, how much time is left to get a second possession to go down and try to win the game? And I just thought they went so slow. They ended up getting the ball. They went 32 yards when they went to the two-minute warning. And then it really became, you know, it really became that was their final shot. They got to third and 20-plus and because of a, it was either sack or penalty. They got behind the sticks. And then the last drive kind of defied all odds, getting the ball at the 14-yard line under a minute. But I thought it was the second-to-last drive of the game. They needed to play with a little bit more urgency in the event you do fail and need to try to get the ball back. When you do get it back for what's now the last drive, you have more than a minute. You have more. You actually have some time to run in, to run a real two-minute drive. I thought that was the area they could have been a little bit better by playing faster. So it's you know I'm not in those meeting rooms, but I watch Philadelphia on third down, best team in the league. Fourth down, best team in the league. I watch them against the Commanders and the Cowboys. Who do I give credit to for their situational excellence? When I watch Cincinnati, it's Burrow. But, I mean, Philly's got a young coach, a young quarterback, a young coordinator. Now, they do have a great veteran O-line, but there's something about this team. Winning ugly is a talent. You know this. You've been on teams that win ugly and lose those games. Who do I give credit to in Philadelphia? Because this is now what they are, Greg. They win these games seven out of eight times. Yeah, and I think it goes back to everything they do about situational football. You know, a lot's been made, of course, this year. The fun storyline is the, you know, the, the quarterback sneak, the tush push, whatever you want to call it. And, and we said this numerous times, like, yes, that is the highlight. That is the exclamation point that makes them such a fun conversation. But every decision they make, everything they do from a philosophical approach, both offensively and defensively, all fits onto the same platform that they are going to be aggressive they are in four-down territory the second they get around midfield, and they are going to play that 100% of the time. He, Nick Sirianni's not going to waver. They could, they, could, they could fail on a fourth down. It doesn't happen a lot. It happened last, two weeks ago against Washington. It is not going to alter. Right? He's the guy that's going to hit on 16 on blackjack 100 times in a row, even if he 99 in a row 
breaks. He he just believes in and every when you can be so consistent in your approach and everything you do is about finding the smallest advantage in situational ball, extending drives with fourth downs. You can base your entire offensive and defensive play call knowing that that's going to be a constant. That's never going to waver. They're never going to get wrapped up in the gut feeling, a gut emotion. No, they are going to play it the same way every single time. And that is such an advantage in the NFL. And I think a lot of coaches, they're fearful of going on fourth down very often because they don't want the blowback. They don't want to be second guessed. They don't want to be the con- you know the conversation on talk radio. Nick Sirianni has shown he doesn't care. They have completely bought into the style. And, and you ask who gets the credit. I mean, obviously, Sirianni is one who sets the philosophy. I think Jalen Hurts is remarkable. I think the transformation that he has made coming into the league as really a dual threat guy who really was more leaning on his legs early in his career to only now three years later as a full-time starter to be a true pocket passer. I mean, they are a passing team in in Philadelphia. Um, So I think he deserves a lot of the credit too. But man, I'll tell you, they don't leave one, you know, the winning percentage gets thrown around a lot. And I know a lot of people kind of roll their eyes at it. Nobody gains more winning percentage with decision-making than Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles. You've done a lot of these Eagle games because they've been great for two years. Um, are they, you know, there's more turnovers, but I, I, you know, I know I'm in the minority here. Is I, If my quarterback's throwing it downfield, I'll take an occasional pick. You watched them last year and called these games. You've watched them this year. I want you to take last year's team this year, because by the way, I don't think Hurts is healthy now. I didn't think he was healthy last year. Are they as good as last year's team? Are they different? What are they? I think offensively they have a chance to potentially even be better. I don't think they're there yet. I, I don't. Th- I think they still have some things they're working out. I think they, they still want to have that element of the run game when they do have the lead, right? You pass to get the lead, and then you run to finish the game. I think they still want to have that killer instinct with the run game to be able to run that clock out yesterday and not give the ball back to Dallas. So, of course, there's some minor things. You mentioned the turnovers. You know, the, the balance that everyone is facing, and this is something Dallas went through early in the year, and I think they've really done a nice job finding what this balance is. The best, you know, the greatest indicating, the greatest indicator of winning games is obviously who scores the most points. That's obvious. But the, the correlation between having a downfield aggressive passing game and the ability to point and put up points, that's the biggest, that's the biggest significant factor. The problem with aggressive play calling, as you said, it does make you a little bit more turnover prone. Yeah. Some teams are good enough to overcome it, and I think that's the point with Philadelphia. Yep. They don't have to play clean. They don't have to play perfectly. I think that's what makes them such a challenge is they can win so many different style games, ugly, high-scoring, low-scoring, run game, a high-flying 30-point shootout. They can win so many different – there's so many different pathways for them to win, and that's just not the reality. Most NFL teams have a very specific path to victory. This is our formula. The second we get off the rails, the game is over. Philly's the complete opposite, and they're able to be a little bit more aggressive because a lot of the times they play with an extra down and fourth down. That's in their back pocket. And they have the ability and the approach to overcome a turnover or a three-and-out or some things that, frankly – other teams just aren't good enough to overcome. Yeah, I thought I thought at one point Jalen threw a deep ball into triple coverage on AJ Brown, but I kind of I validated it. I'm like, well, AJ's hot. If it's picked, it's a punt. What do I care? So to your point, when you got they got so much inertia within this organization. So I did think one thing about Dallas that's pretty clear. I felt like they got pushed around by the Niners. And I watched this game and I saw Philadelphia in the second half holding tight ends back. They like had some, they, I mean, that's a great O-line. And they were like acknowledging, we're going to keep tight ends in here. This is a handful. I kind of came out of this and I thought, that's about as good a loss 
as you can have in the league. I, I thought Dallas's defensive front, I mean, we're talking Lane Johnson, Kelsey. These are Hall of Famers, the left tackle. I thought Dallas gave Philly troubles up front at times. What was your takeaway? Because you're there. Yeah, I thought so too. I, I think that the game got out of whack for Dallas there at the start of the third quarter, allowing Philly to take the opening drive and go down and score and then get the ball back. They, they, they got 14 in two possessions to start the third quarter. That's when Dallas gave the lead up and ended up playing the rest of the half you know, trailing. That's obviously where the game turned, but I'm with you. I think when you go back and, and you know, the, the cliche, there's no moral victories. You're not going to stand there. But I think if I'm Mike McCarthy and I'm Dak Prescott and I'm, I'm going to be honest with myself and really assess this game, we're an inch away on a little fourth down RPO on the goal line that, you know, the kid's knee, you know, hits Schoemaker's knee hits the ground, you know, six inches shy of the goal line from scoring. Then Dak has a chance to cut it to three and he makes a great attempt at the pylon. His, his toe just catches the sideline and steps out of bounds or else there at the end of the game, they got, you know, they got the ball inside the 10 before they took the penalty and, and, and the sack. And next thing you know, they're either scoring to win the game or at least they have a field goal in their back pocket to tie it. Um, so, again, that game yesterday, they outgained Philly. Yep. I thought Dak played really well. But, again, it goes back to Philly is a hard beat. Even though you feel like you outplay them, even though you might beat them in the, you know, in the, in the box score, you have to beat them soundly. You have to beat them in situational football. You can't miss a fourth down try on the goal line. You can't miss a two-point play. They, they put so much pressure on you to be perfect. Um, and Dallas was and Dallas was as close as you could get. I actually thought Dallas that formula that Dallas played yesterday more times than not is going to win a lot of games. The question is when they get to the playoffs, can you beat the top teams? And I think that's the part they're still trying to figure out. But I'm with you. I I, I think Dallas has not. I think they wake up this morning saying we can go toe to toe with everybody. It's a lot different Monday morning than it was after that Sunday night game a few weeks ago against San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you think about it, Greg, they're mirror images. Both have a mobile quarterback who's accurate. Both have a star receiver you can't defend. Both have elite O-lines. Both have excellent pass rushes. Corners worry both of us. Uh, Both are good enough at safety. Uh, Both have good backs, not a superstar. The difference, I mean, really, they're mirror images of O-line, star receiver, quarterback that moves uh both play both teams are great at home the difference is situationally philadelphia is really good and uh that last pass to cd lamb that gets stopped at the goal line philadelphia literally lined up and just said line up at the goal line and go forward do you is that practice it looks so thorough by philly is that practiced yeah, it's practiced every week. You have end-of-game situations both offensively and defensively. A lot of teams either do them on Friday because they want to do them full speed, or a lot of people just do them Saturday morning in kind of their mock game scrimmage. But, yeah, you, you have end-of-game, whether you call it you know victory or whatever you call it defensively, where they're going to have a very specific personnel group, very specific plan to rush the passer up front. Um, you know, everyone knows the quarterback needs to buy time to, based on what yard line you're on to allow the ball to actually reach the end zone to some receivers. So it's all based on what yard line that determines how many guys you rush, the style in which you rush. And then of course, where the defenders line up based on how far the quarterback's able to get the ball downfield. So none of that is by chance, both on both sides of the ball. That is all very specific. That is all very pre-planned. And um, yeah, I thought Philly, Philly got a little dicey there in that last drive. They had the pass interference on first down. They, they, you know, they kind of bailed Dallas out and gave the ball at midfield. Bradbury exited with an injury then the next play, Slay exited with an injury. So they played a couple. They had no timeouts, so they couldn't catch their breath on defense. And they were reeling a little bit. But yep. 
to their credit, Bradbury was able to come back in. They were able to uh, I, they were able to make the big sack. I think another thing that they want to reconsider. Dak takes the sack, of course, which was a backbreaker. But instead of bringing, they had everyone in the end zone. Instead of running everybody bound and just getting lined up and clocking it, and maybe you got two shots now at the end zone, they attempted another deep pass. Dak took a snap under center. Everything just all end zone. Just every, there was no play. It's just everyone run to the end zone. So the clock continued to run throughout the entire snap, drop, and long throw. So it left them like five, six seconds left. So they only had one attempt at the end zone. I think if they would have clocked it once they got everybody back from the sack, yep. they might have had time to do a short pass to get the ball closer to the end zone. And then your second, you know, your that would be fourth down now. You spike it on second. Third, you try to get the ball out of bounds knowing they're defending deep. And now maybe a fourth down last play of the game, the ball can actually reach the end zone as opposed to, you know, they hit CeeDee Lamb on the three-yard line. So I think all those little details, they'll still continue to sort out. There's a lot going on, but um, sometimes that's the difference in winning and losing a game. It's that close when you have two teams of that caliber. By the way, you played in a lot of big games. I just, I just wonder, when you watch a game like that, is that one of those moments when you're like, God, I'd love to have the pads on? Or are you just glad you're up with Kevin in the booth? Because that kind of game, if you were a pro athlete, I'm like, this intensity – this is, it feels like the NFC Championship. I mean, I was, it was goosebump stuff. How is that for you just fairly recently removed from the game? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the intensity was felt in the booth. I, I think at times our, our producer had to kind of get in my ear. He's like, okay, take a deep breath. Like, I get just as excited watching good football as the fans or as the players on the sideline. And sometimes I got to, like, remind myself to, like, tone down on the broadcast. But, like, I think we're all such fans of what's going on in these, you know, there's so many good players and both these teams are elite level teams in the league. It, it's just fun and you can't help but get, get caught up in it. And, you know, I, I used to live for those drives as a player. You wanted to be in the huddle with the ball, man. The sun's going down. It's dark. You know, it's the fourth quarter. You, you're going to make the play. Like that, that's everything you live for. So now as a broadcaster, we dream for those endings. And I find it funny after every game, I, I still can't put my finger on it. You probably have a lot more experience this than I do. It's like, Olsen hates the Cowboys. Olsen hates the <laughs> Eagles. Like, both teams thought I hated them. And, I, and I'm and i sitting there, and I'm like, I guess if both teams thought I was favoring yes. the other team, and both teams thought, then maybe I did a good job. Yes. I cheer for that. I cheer for the losing team to have the ball in the fourth quarter, and let's talk ball. Let's talk situational. Let's figure out how, how does this team win? How does this team hold on? Like, I don't care who's winning, what team gets the penalty, whatnot. I just find it funny, you know, when you, you kind of get some feedback after the game that it's like you hate every team in the game and you love every team in the game, depending on which side you're on. I'm like, I guess that means you were pretty fair. Yeah, <laughs> stay off that Elon Musk contraption. That's nothing but a <laughs> – that's just bad news for oh, all man. of us. Those people, those people let us know, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I've, they've been letting me know for 30 years I stink, believe me. Uh, Greg Olson, Fox, you were money. As always, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks, Colin. Yeah, no, they did such a good job yesterday. It was such a fun broadcast. And 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 and, and I think it was, I was watching a corner TV game. Is it me or was it Ian Eagle was doing the Texans-Bucks game? Was that him doing that? I forget who was doing that game. I'm, th- I'm laughing to myself. I'm thinking, he got that assignment and probably thought, oh, boy. That was the second best game of the day. I'm watching him and he's laughing at what he's watching. It's sometimes these games develop and you're thinking, you know, a broadcaster gets Eagles, Cowboys. You know that's going to be great. Ian Eagles over there getting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Houston and it is a roller coaster ride. It's a fantastic game for three and a half hours. Good stuff. One more herd. 
The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlanSport.com. That's ProPlanSport.com. Oh, it's good to have you in. On a Monday. Show just flying by on a Monday. Greg Olson, Fox Sports, stopped by. Mark Sanchez, who's as good as any analyst out there, is going to be joining us last hour for the last 20 minutes of the show. And J-Mac right now with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I'm going to apologize in advance for taking some glee in this story. But the New England Patriots, Colin, suffered another loss over the weekend. Had a chance with the ball late in the fourth quarter to maybe get the dub. And here's Mac Jones. (laughs) Look at that overthrow. And then uh, here's another one. Oh, off his wide receiver's fingertips and picked off by the Washington secondary. That should have been caught. That was a pretty good throw. It was a, not great. Not a perfect throw. I know you're a Mac Jones defender, but he takes the 2017 L. Here's Mac Jones talking about losing their seventh game of the season. It's tough. I think the, the biggest thing, like you said, is remain confident in yourself. And um, when you do everything you can every day, uh, you should have no regrets. So I have no regrets. I do need to do things better, but I'm always going to work hard and um, put it, put in the hours, and that's all I can do, right, and uh, motivate people around me to do it as well. So I'm always going to be the same person, and um, obviously, like you said, the results aren't there right now. It stinks, and uh, there's no excuses. Uh, by the way, Andy Reid without Mahomes still got to Super Bowls and five NFC championships. Belichick without Brady has a losing record, and it's not close. What do they do well? Grumpy Bill, like it's over. 
Like, it's just bad. They're not even good on special teams. Uh, well, yeah, they, weirdly, they're like 29th in the league. Bill was awesome for years on special teams. Um, let's go to Mac Jones. Let's just drill down for a sec. 24 of 44. 220 yards, touchdown, that late game interception. Um, he looks nothing. Like, Bryce Young doesn't look anything like he did at Alabama. Mac Jones looks nothing like he did throwing to Waddle and Devonta Smith, putting up massive numbers. Like, listen, I know that some people say, well, Mac made the playoffs as a rookie. You know, he was so good. Colin. New England. He's not the guy. Three just- years in a row, they have been the slowest offense in the league. It's They're not close. If Belichick controls personnel, they're not close. They don't have a one receiver. They don't have speed. Nobody separates. Like, this is a bad football team. Again, Belichick signed an extension. Give him his statue outside the stadium. Like, they're (laughs) not a tweak away. That's why, for me, they can't draft a receiver. I would go out and get a Devontae Adams. I would go buy one. Receiver? They're in the mix for for a top three pick. Two and seven, Colin. Well, but I'm saying is go get a quarterback, restart the clock, and then go buy Devontae Adams. Yeah. Go trade for a star receiver. Because they got a bunch of threes. And there are, you know, they 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 do draft the secondary, linebackers, O-line. They do some things well. But this sport has changed. They are slow. So, they, and so, the, like, the vibes are not good. There was a report that two starters on defense were like, they didn't start the game. And Belichick was asked, and he's like, yeah, they didn't start. And it's coming out. It sounds like they were benched. Some stuff happened. Like, people are starting to rebel against Belichick. That's what it feels like. And I'm just I'm just saying, in the offseason, I said this was like a four or five or six win team. Remember, I was trying to you convince did. you. Like, they're headed down. I talked it up to eight. And then I was the bozo who bet them this weekend, one of my rare losses. Yeah. Colin, they have the Colts in Germany this week. If Belichick loses... To Gardner Minshew and Steichen, and that's on the table. Listen, Steichen is good, man. I, I, we like this guy. I don't care about the Belichick extension. I'm just telling you, this is going to get really ugly for Bill. Oh, I think I and would, I, I, I know I would take the Colts today. Yeah. Colts O-line, D-line play is pretty good. They can push you around. Oh, yeah. I, I'll just ask this. It's November. I know Rappaport had the story, and it was interesting. As soon as things were dicey for Belichick, Rappaport, oh, no, he signed an extension. Zero to 100. How certain are you Belichick is coaching week one next year for the Patriots? Well, according to Ian Rappaport, 100%. I know what I would, if I own the team, I would build Bill a statue. I'd give him a big check and I'd hire Ben Johnson from Detroit and I'd give Matt, I'd draft a quarterback and then I'd see how it works. And if he's not ready, I'd have Mac play. But I would, they're going to be a top six team. I would go get a quarterback and go get an offensive coordinator. I think you could you could get a fifth round pick for Mac Jones. Trey Lance got a four. I, Mac had a good rookie it year. It felt like the Rappaport report that came out was trying to keep the Wolves. Yeah, at but bay. do you think he wouldn't make it up? Ian would. No, no, I'm not saying he made it up. He could have signed an extension, and then Kraft is just going to say, "I'm you're out. This is over." Like they're going to start crushing Belichick in New England, and I wonder if it snowballs to the point where it's like, hey, you know. Remember the Eagles coach who won the Super Bowl, and then a couple years later, he was like tanking in Week 18, and it was so bad. Yeah, we're like, we got to move on. I just wonder. I would say he's only like an 80 percent lock to come back. I don't care about. It. Kraft will pay him. Kraft has tons of money. Yeah, this is getting really ugly. It, in New it is. Like that's a bad loss. It's one to thing to be bad; it's another to be uninteresting and boring. They're just not a good. The Celtics are going to be in the NBA Finals. 
I mean, you got you got your NBA franchise, which is a blast to watch, and this is a boring football team. Yeah. All right, let's go to more uh, boring football teams. Uh, Brian Dable just confirmed a couple hours ago that Daniel Jones indeed tore his ACL in the loss to the Raiders. It was weird. He took a hit from Crosby, and like the next play, he stepped back in the pocket and just crumbled. You got to feel bad. Hey, at least he got his money. He got paid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the bad news. Tyrod Taylor was placed on IR over the weekend. Oh, Lord. So he's got a rib injury. So, Colin, this week it's going to be third stringer Tommy DeVito or Matt Barkley, who was signed 40, to the practice squad. 44-3, Dallas beats the Giants. So Dallas won the first game, I think, 37 nothing or 40 nothing. Yeah, they'll, they'll annihilate okay. him. The, the Cowboys are 16-point favorites right I now. Would take I thought Dallas. I would move the line with my bet this morning. It did not move the bet, uh, the line. The, the, the Giants have already been double-digit dogs three times this season. Daniel Jones to the Niners, they did not cover. Daniel Jones to Miami, they did not cover. Then Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo, 15-and-a-half, they covered. I, 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 don't, I don't see them covering I've this. never done this in Blazing 5. 44-3, Dallas. There's no way they can come. They can't move the ball. They can't move the and ball. Against this and against Dallas, Dallas is off a loss and healthy. They can't protect. Like, the, Crosby was living in the backfield. What is Michael Parsons going to do? Like, this is bad. It, some teams are getting bad at, uh, in the NFL. All right, let's get to an NBA story. James Harden making his debut tonight. I mean, nobody's going to be watching because everybody's going to be watching um, you know, oh, Jets, Chargers. Oh, four, oh, stop it. I want 4.30 this afternoon. I'll watch. Oh, 4.30. Okay, I'll I watch know the that. first well, Jets, listen, quarter. Jets kickoff is 5.15. The text will start rolling in at 5.20 when Brees Hall's getting loose. Okay, just be ready. I'm ready. Okay. All right. uh, anyway, James Harden is going to start alongside Russell Westbrook, Kawhi, PG, and Zubak. I can never say his last name. Um, and they face the Knicks. It sounds like Terrence Mann, even when he's healthy, is going to come off the bench. Yeah. Uh, any early predictions on this? Uh, well, the, you team? know, Westbrook and Harden and Paul George and Kawhi—they're very talented players. So they'll—they're going to have their quarters and their halves and their nights. I don't. But I'm talking. You're talking about Boston and Denver. They're not touching those teams. Those teams are so good. That Boston and Denver. I've watched Denver. I just called a buddy Rosillo the other day. I've watched Denver three times. They are. 15 points better than 90% of the league. I mean, outside of Boston, I'm not sure who matches up with that. I've watched three games. They're 12-point lead six minutes in. Denver is a mile better than everybody, not named Celtics. It's, they it's are, getting scary. You can't. Clippers aren't going to compete with that team. Because I love to bash the Sixers. I've got to give them some props. They've started 4-1. and one. They're, And they're smashing some folks right now. And Kelly Oubre's playing out of his mind. Yeah. I just wonder, subliminally, if Harden is so angry with Maury, he presses a little bit too hard to show, y'all are going to miss me, and he cut, tries to come hard. We know he's productive. He's just not productive in May and June. We know he's productive. He's been leading the league in assists. I know Harden is going to give me numbers. The Harden-Westbrook backcourt. Cook. Let's watch it. I, <laughs> Feels like Wes Goodrich, Clay Staff, the Splash Brothers. I, I'm going to pitch the staff on having like a, a weekly Wembenyama breakdown where we just talk about him. I mean, I know you watch the highlights. Yes. He is really awesome to watch just play basketball. Yeah, <laughs> Everything he does. I love LeBron, when LeBron broke into the league, you were physically impressed, right? He, he kind of freight trained. He couldn't shoot jumpers. He wasn't a great defensive player. You were just kind of in awe of the 6'9 kid who ran the floor. Could go three dribbles, one end of the floor to the other. He wasn't a rim protector. 
he wasn't a dominant, unstoppable force offensively. He was great athletically. Wembenyama is arguably the world's best rim protector at 19. Yeah. And he is, in the fourth quarter, can duel with anybody. Like, LeBron think- was just gifted, and but... You kept watching LeBron. Like, first year, he wasn't very good defense. He never guarded an NBA player. You watch this kid, and it's like, he, they, you know, those European kids, they come out, they've, they've played against older men. Like, they, this kid is several stages of, above most of our kids that are 19. Who, who was the last American to come into the league and have this kind of impact this quickly? And that's, when you see that, you're like, okay, the European like stuff is real. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can we get Wembenyama in the play-in? You think there's any chance? Spurs are good enough to maybe get a playoff game. Well, like- remember, trade deadline, they can make some moves. If they're yeah. if they're swimming around three or four under 500, just go, go get a veteran, make a move at the trade deadline. I'd love I, don't, that. I don't even know if... I think Popovich loves the idea. I can't speak for Popovich, but the idea that lower expectations... I mean, they're not going to be desperate. They're not going to make some wacky trade deadline move. They're going to play the long haul. They got a lot of tarmac here. They got... This kid could yeah. play. If this kid plays, just lowball it. 16 years. 12 elite dominate the league. You're going to have a lot of chances to win titles. There's no reason to rush it this year. Chet Holmgren, by the way, have you he watched looks, him? Yeah, he's he good. He looks good. Hey, OKC is spicy right now. It's... My new thing in the NBA is just draft 7-4 guys. I don't even care. Who look like Because the last two in are really good, and now Porzingis is a unicorn. We got three of them. Yeah. And college basketball starts tonight. Maybe there's one in. No, there's, there's not. There's not. <laughs> J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy, built to be convenient. BetterHelp makes it easy. Match with a licensed therapist. 10% off your first month. Start today. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer, and we have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 
1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlanSport.com. That's ProPlanSport.com. Two forces collide on big noon Saturday on Fox as J.J. McCarthy and third-ranked Michigan battle 11th-ranked Penn State. It all starts with big noon kickoff live from Happy Valley at 10 a.m. Eastern. Then it's Michigan-Penn State all on Fox. Woo! That is going to be a big one. That is going to be good. All the whiners about Michigan. You wouldn't believe who texts me this weekend from Michigan. Not going to get into it. No big deal. Harbaugh? Not going to get into it. You want to guess the line on that? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Wait, I got to look it up. Michigan. Oh, it's at, oh boy. Michigan by five and a half. I see six and a half. That seems high. Huh. Yeah. Listen, every time Harbaugh gets the right quarterback, Andrew Luck, Kaepernick for a couple years, J.J. McCarthy, he doesn't just win. He crushes people. I know you want to think it's sign stealing. It's it's his teams are all good. He won ten games first year there. But he it, same thing Stanford, same thing 49ers. When he gets the juice at quarterback, then his teams go from excellent to watch out, start burying people. So uh, remember how dominant Seattle looked, and here came Harbaugh with Kaepernick, and it was like suddenly Seattle wasn't quite as dominant. Remember how great dominant USC was? Here's Andrew Luck. Oh, they're not as dominant. Remember how dominant Ohio State was? There comes J.J. McCarthy. Oh, they're not as dominant. It's the same thing. I've been watching Harbaugh forever. His teams are always good. He gets the quarterback. He starts pulverizing people. They're the best team in college football. They're going to win the national championship, I would presume, uh, unless they get derailed with all this NCAA. NCAA has got about an hour left. They're going through a lawsuit right uh, right now, a lawsuit right now. The NCAA is. They're not going to be here in two years. I mean, they're just going to. It's not going to. They're going to organize. They're going to be an organizer for March Madness. They're going to be out of of running college football. Each conference commissioner will run their conference. NCAA will run March Madness. They'll be the party planners for March Madness, and they'll be out of this football thing, thankfully. Uh, so I love Pete Carroll's optimism with Geno Smith. I love the story of Geno Smith. Redemption. Love it. I don't love Geno Smith. 
when you put him on the field with Lamar Jackson, eh, you don't need a microscope to see the gap yesterday. The top six or seven teams in this league all have one thing in common. It's not the coach or the offensive line. Kansas City, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Philadelphia Jags all have great quarterbacks. And then even the teams right below that, uh, you know, you know, Buffalo, Dallas, Detroit have really good quarterbacks, right? And Josh Allen still counts as a great quarterback. Don't use San Francisco and say, well, what about them? San Francisco's got a brilliant offensive coach. Brock Purdy's better than you think. And they have a completely stacked roster because they're not paying Brock Purdy, you know, as much as that chair costs next to me. So don't take San Francisco as an outlier and say, well, if you watched that game yesterday, and this is the difference between a star quarterback and backups and starters who aren't franchise quarterbacks. You speed the game up, they make a lot of mistakes. Suddenly, Geno Smith is incredibly mistake-prone, and this is what happens. When you take a solid guy, a C-plus guy, a B-minus guy, and you play a good defense and you speed it up, Burrow, Mahomes, Lamar, Herbert, those guys aren't prone to make a lot of mistakes, even when the defense is great. Geno Smith unravels, uh, and and that's what he did yesterday. They had six first downs. I mean, that's not that's just not even competitive. And Pete Carroll talked about it after. They did a better job than we did. It was all of us when they're rushing the passer. That's not that's not Geno. Um, this is not a one guy deal here. Where's your concern level at though with eight turnovers now in the last four games? Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about that. But that's not the direction for us to be going in. Um, if, you know, it it up until this game, it took us to first place. Whatever the heck we've been doing, and. Uh, we played like a like you know we didn't play like a first place team today. I mean, it's funny. I'm watching this game yesterday. Name the teams that you're absolutely sure J Mac will draft a quarterback in the first round. So I think the New York Giants now are in that space. I absolutely. I think Dayball is going to go to the owner and say well, we're going to draft a quarterback. Patriots as well. Who's that? New England Patriots. Well, let's let's hold off on them. Okay. I'm, I'm talking for sure. Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay for sure. New York Giants, for sure. Chicago Bears, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's three absolutes. Arizona Cardinals are interesting. Kyler uh, returns no, that's not speaking. an absolute. I, I, no, we got to get that. No, they're okay. going to keep their guy. Now, they may draft one, but that's that's a – you have Kyler Murray, you're paying him. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, number four, absolutely drafting a quarterback. Oof, yeah. So there are four absolutes. Now, that means Caleb, Drake May, Penix, and Bo Nicks, and a kid from Florida State. I haven't seen enough of him yet. I've seen a lot of Oregon. I've seen him twice in person. So I'll get up on that. Get the on the J.J. Duke, McCarthy train, buddy. No, no. J.J. McCarthy's going to go first round. No, you were right. You were yeah. on that early. I had him going ahead of Penix. I took a lot of heat. I'm just saying, we'll wait for the other mock drafts to come out. I don't read a ton of them, but as they come out. I saw gonna... one the other day, and he was 15th. Yeah. So that was something. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, I think we have to put them in a five. That's a great abs- point. So the Vikings are absolute. Okay, now let's go. Those are the absolutes. Now let's go to three, probably. New England. Packers. Yeah, Packers. And here, let me throw another one at you. Rams. Rams. Let's see how long Stafford's out. It doesn't matter. He's hurt now all the time. Yeah. I mean, they they owe him a lot of money. That's the problem. Oh, let me throw another one. In the absolute. Raiders make six absolutes. So now think about that. We don't have six first-round quarterbacks. So what's going to happen? If you're in that, like the Rams is a great example. What the Rams have going for them is they could easily stack the roster and give Matt one more year. 
So we're at six absolute teams. Well, if, if, if the Rams end up being the ninth team drafting, they can move back and get more picks and move off Aaron Donald. So my, my guess is what the Rams do is they say, we're going to give Stafford a much better roster. They have cap space. They'll move off Donald. They'll keep Cooper Cup. And they'll get, you know, they'll trade down multiple times, at least once in the first, but multiple times. And because it's for a quarterback, the Rams are going to get seconds and thirds. And, and that's, that's how you do it. If you have 70 million cap space and can move down and get multiple seconds and thirds, you can go from what they are now. So if I'm the Rams, I would love a quarterback, but there's so much desperation. We now counted six absolute count the Raiders, absolute drafting. Washington's a TBD, right? I think they're going to stick with Howell. Mm, new, it's going to be a new coach, new, new sheriff. I know, town, but right? Howell, there's Howell and Mac Jones. There's enough there that you could say, "I'm going to give it an offensive coach for a year." But I'm going to tell you something. You in Washington, they don't want to. You want to sell your? They win too many games to end up with a top seven pick. Probably right. Hour three. Mark Sanchez coming up. Hi. Let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Macs with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.